Welcome to episode 13 of Dirt Stories. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Becca Grieb, and today I'm chatting with Joe Jackson from Floater. Joe floats equipment all across southern Ontario and has a unique view into the construction industry, especially now during the COVID-19 pandemic. He has seen a lot of changes in floating equipment with the rise of same-day delivery and Uber-like services and has been working to adjust his business to meet these new demands. I'm excited to chat with Joe today to learn more about how he's adapting his business in the tech world and now during the COVID pandemic. Let's dive in. Hi, Joe. Hey, how are you? It's Becca from Dozer here. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. I've never done one of these, so. First interview, awesome. Well, let's, let's kick things off. Thanks for joining us. We'll just yes, dive you. right into our questions here. So Dirt Stories um, is all about capturing those unique stories in the industry and those hidden gems um, and uncovering them and sharing them with the world. So today we're chatting with you um, a little bit about what you do, your view on the construction industry. We're excited to get your insights. So thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Hopefully I can drop some nuggets. <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot of insight to give us. So let's just dive right in. I'd love to hear a little bit about you, what you do for a living, how you got started in the industry to kick us off. Absolutely. So what I do is I own a company called Floater. Equipment, freight, uh, anything in between, uh, all over Ontario. And um, I started that uh, back last August, or last July. And prior to that, I drove a, a heavy haul transport truck for a feed company and did that for almost 10 years. Um, and uh, yeah, I, uh, while, while I was driving truck for that, uh, for Wallenstein Feed there, that's who I worked for, I started getting into some personal development stuff, listening to audiobooks and learning and, and uh, developing my mindset. And in the course of three years of doing that, I was on every committee at the at Walmstein and um, all the driver's committees and, and, and all that stuff. And then I uh, developed some different programs for them. And then uh, I, I tried to get into some management and they there was no room for me. They kind of keep drivers as drivers. So then I went and did this, um, uh, started floater. Uh, I'm up to, as of just this week, I'm up to four trucks now. So we've expanded rapidly, um, in the course of a year. Great. Can you tell our listeners where you're located? Uh, Guelph. Guelph, Ontario. Yep. Perfect. So I want to, I want to backtrack a little bit. So our listeners range from you know tech enthusiasts to business owners to operators working in construction or maybe outside of construction um so i'd love to learn a little bit kind of starting from the beginning so what is floating and how does it work what is floating um so basically you'd have a flatbed trailer and uh you 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 go around you'd pick up equipment so our our trailers are equipped with ramps so that we can drive the equipment on anything from minivans to big farm tractors excavators and then also they double as a, a, a with the flatbed part of it we can 
like we can move uh, moving bins for people for out of their driveways. We do hydro poles, all sorts of stuff. So basically just transportation, relocating freight or machinery um, from one location to the other. Mm-hmm. And we have three um, pickup trucks, they're dualies, they're one tons. And then, uh, we, then we have one big, uh, one big Peterbilt that we just acquired this week, so. Nice. So mm-hmm. yeah, I find floating equipment and transportation in general very interesting because we talk a lot on this podcast about operating equipment, buying equipment, renting equipment, but we don't actually talk about the process of getting equipment to and from a site. So can you walk me through for my own knowledge and for the listeners as well? Um, what is that? What does that process look like? So someone's ready to rent equipment. Um, I know you move equipment for Dozer as well. Can mm. you can you walk our listeners through how it works and, and what the process looks like? Well, yeah. So let's say somebody um, messages me on Messenger, um, and they or like on Facebook or whatever. They reach out to me. They have a piece of equipment. So usually, what I start off with is um, ask for the specs or what that piece of equipment is. Normally, I'll do my own research. We'll find out what the specs are. So weight, height, length. And then we and then we can coordinate that on whatever send the appropriate equipment to pick it up and also try to find other equipment that's local to, to also pair up with it um, so then yeah we will get all that confirm um, time and date that we can we can pick that up uh, and then I'll get all their information uh, so I can process it an invoice so if it's for customers like dozer and stuff obviously we work on it bit of a, on a billing program in 30 days but then with some of my customers that are off like Facebooks or one time uh, we set that up so that when we get to there um, I can send them an invoice they send an e-transfer um, more common e-transfers now because of COVID and mm-hmm. yeah yeah we we bring their equipment we uh, and we offer services while we're bringing their equipment if they need it fueled up and, and stuff like that we, we offer that and uh yeah, we just make sure that they get their equipment there safely and in the way they want it to show up. Nice. That's an important job. That's a big piece of the puzzle. Uh, yeah, because you, like, for instance, so you have to evaluate, like, let's say a tractor. If you want to bring a tractor, you have to, simple things that most people wouldn't maybe know, like you have to, if the exhaust is facing forward, you either have to cover it up or you, you, you back the tractor on. Um, other things that I look at is the windshield, the most expensive piece of glass. So usually we back the tractors on. So at least if you're going to have a rock, because you can have rocks go through windows or whatever, that's just going down the road, right? So you got to look at little things like that. Um, you got to make sure doors don't fly open. And yeah, so there's a lot of little details like that. You got to, and of course, make sure it's chained and secured properly. Right. Yeah. Lots of technical stuff there with making sure safety, safety is a priority for sure. Well, for the equipment and for the trucks, but also for the, for mm-hmm. like for uh, for inspections and stuff, you got to make sure your your load securement is proper. Right. So I follow you on Instagram, uh, Hotshot Floater, for anyone that's listening, um, and you share a lot of a lot of the work that you're doing on a regular basis. Um, yes. I, w- I wanted to dive a little bit into moving equipment, floating equipment, what is something that a lot of people don't know about what you do or about how it works? Um, probably, well, one, so one of the things that we get feedback from, first thing, one thing is 
people are like, wow, you can haul that with that truck. Um, so a lot of under, uh, people underestimate probably what a pickup truck can actually do. Uh, we, we are, our total combined unit can weigh up to 43,000 pounds. That's truck, trailer, and the payload. Whew. A lot of people are shocked by that. Um, the other thing I get a lot of is um, the understanding of, so a lot of people maybe on the opposite side will think they can move the equipment, um, but there's a lot of regulations as far as axle weights, trailer weights, um, truck capabilities, but also your licensing. Um, so like whatever you pay for your license plate sticker. So there's a lot more. It's not just driving a truck and storing equipment. There's a lot of rules um, as far as the, like government Ontario, all that stuff. And then there, you got your log books, you got your pre-trips. So it's not just getting in the truck and holding the steering wheel. There's a lot of other things you got to keep in mind along right. with that. Um, mm -hmm. and a lot of rules that like insurance extremely expensive i, I pay thirty thousand dollars a year in insurance <laughs> so it's very it's and now it's going up to the other truck but like there's a lot of a lot of things involved in it and and probably people like i carry uh two hundred thousand dollar payload or like cargo insurance most people then don't understand like what the the costs that are to protect others equipment right and then, then they wonder why maybe your rates are a little high but it's if something happens, we're all covered, and, and that's important. Right. Yeah, there's lots of different parties in, involved in the insurance side of that. And, and, and a lot of expense. I, I, I think most people will call me and say, hey, I like what you're doing. I want to get into it. What's the first thing you would encourage me to do? And I'd be like, check out the insurance. Because I got, like, and I've, I've got, uh, well, so I started my AZ, so truck driving when I was 23. I'm 38. And I've never had an incident ever. I've got a great driving record and I got denied by 30 insurance companies to start this business. Really? Wow. Yeah. So the insurance is a big thing. Um, it's a really big thing. And so, uh, there, I heard, I feel like I, I'm going to say I heard a rumor because I don't know who I heard this from that there are um, rules around where you can drive or when you can drive depending on the weight that you're floating. Is that correct? Uh, not weight length like if you had an oversized load there's rules on the oversized like right so like a half hour before dawn and uh and half or oh, sorry half hour at dusk and dawn half hour before and after um things like that um i don't we don't get involved in that too too much um not yet we we may get into the the more of the oversized stuff but we haven't we haven't yet and um to get that process right now is difficult because of the all the ministries are or, uh, or shut down or whatever for COVID. So yeah, um, I haven't even explored that at this point. Mm -hmm. This podcast is sponsored by Dozer, the world's first heavy equipment rental e-commerce solution. Search equipment rentals online anytime at dozer.com. There's been a lot of changes in the service industry recently, mainly because of technology. So I'm curious, especially, you know, Dozer being a construction tech company, how has technology affected what you do in your business in general? It's, it's been, it's one of the things I focus on the most. I love it. I love technology. Um, we, we use, uh, we have programs that we use all technology based off our phones. 
for our logbooks or pre-trips, uh, we have things that we use T-sheets so that it keeps track of all our times and the jobs. It is It systematically puts everything together so efficiently. I love it. But then also, I've, I've been um, watching Dozer, and then I went out and um, hired a company, and I built a website and an app myself that we can, it's, it's extremely tech-based, but it provides the uh, opportunity for people to, because um, one of the biggest calls is how much would this cost, how much would this cost? Um, so what we, what we did is we just made an app to, to, to solve that, that question, right? So this app is, uh, you put in your, your pickup location, your drop off location and boom, it has a price. Then you can actually go on, see my schedule or see the schedule that's with the bookings and you can actually book your, your load and then you can see it in real time, uh, GP, like with the GPS, you can see in real time where your load is that day that your load's being moved. Okay, um, that's pretty kind of cool. like Uber Freight type thing. That's super so, cool. We're still like that part is working. It's still we're st- like uh, Dozer knows this too. Like it takes time. You got to work out all the bugs on on the tech side of things, right? So, um, mm-hmm. and, and we're going to implement more into that. Um, but yeah, I, the the tech part of it, it again probably going back to the truck. It's not just driving the truck. We have, we're, we're really trying to implement a lot of uh, technology into that um, mm-hmm. to make it um, just make it make it uh, easier and more efficient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that efficiency piece is really interesting. That that technology can not only support you to make your business more efficient, but also support your customers and helping them to feel more confident in in using your services. Yeah, and then we'll have customers call and say, "Hey, any any idea?" Uh, where about your truck is let's say they're not using the app this was just a, a coding job and they're like i can say yeah i'll tell you right now and i can just pull up on the computer and i can see exactly where my trucks are and then i can tell them approximate and then actually a few weeks ago we had a customer we were in and out of the the, the job site so fast they didn't even see us and then they phoned they said hey you didn't drop off our stuff and then uh, i actually i was able to take a snapshot of where the trucks were their times that they were there and I just sent it right to them. I said, uh, uh, that's, where, uh, that's where it was. These were the times. And they're like, oh, that's wild that you can do that. So, yeah, the tech is a, is a, is a big part. Yeah. So I want to switch gears and talk a little bit about COVID-19. Of course, everybody yep. is going through their own level of, um, you know, isolation, experiencing, you know, the pandemic in our own ways. I want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the impact that it's had on your business what does that look like we grew you grew we, grew, we yeah we broke we broke records in april so one of the things um I, like once this covid thing started happening and stuff i right away like got, got thinking to my like man there's this is going to be interesting i don't know where, where this is going to go but it's it's i right away saw that this is going to be a harder marketplace and it's going to be harder to get what money out like money like as far as exchanging um services for money it's going to be a tougher economy so what i know to do is just got to do more and get better mm-hmm. so then i just ramped it up instead of making 100 calls a day i'm just using this as an example instead of using doing 100 calls a day you make 400 and you just create more energy good and for you, you. Just, you just lean into the marketplace you lean into it um, and then, yeah, April, we had the best month of sales 
and then May we followed that. We um, we we actually broke that record again, and uh, June will June will naturally because we're bringing on another truck. But yeah, um, but nice. so what what that wasn't the, the no COVID. that was perfect. <laughs> what I'm curious, I think that's amazing that you you found ways to to grow and kind of pivot your business during this as well. Have you noticed? any changes on job sites or in the industry as a whole as you've been doing your drop-offs? Um, yeah, so um, one thing that um, it, gave, it actually gave us an opportunity as well to, um, make, to, to offer a better service um, and, and to shine in that way. One of the things I'm, I'm lucky about is when I worked for the feed company, we always had to deal with biosecurity. It was always an issue with farms, right? Cross-contamination. Once in a while, you'd have an influenza breakout, so then you had to really, really step up your biosecurity game, mm-hmm. and, and 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 it was right up the alley of 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 the of COVID, right? As far as protecting yourself, wiping down your steering wheel and your shifter, and spraying your boots, spraying your tires, all those things. That was natural for me for eight years. So, I when I saw this, I was like, right away, let's take we'll be we'll be proactive and we'll handle the same with the equipment right we brought lysol wipes we wipe all the equipment down we wipe the key down hand it to them with a, in, in a lysol wipe and 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 i just followed what i used to, was known with at wallenstein so with the feed company so um we had so many compliments from that and there was there was a good opportunity just to to really step it up a little bit on the service and really and show the customers that we cared. So mm-hmm. that was that was a good, that part of it was good, whatever that, but now as far as how people were, um, I don't know. We, a lot of times we don't even see the customers, right? Cause uh, you're dropping off, let's say a genie lift at a construction site. Right. Um, sometimes we're doing that after hours. So there's a lot, but just because they're not there doesn't mean you didn't wipe down the controls and all that. You, you still tried to uh, make sure you did, did all that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the common little things that was kind of weird, like you'd go and sign a bill of bill of lading, and you'd go to give them your pen, and you're like, "Oh, yeah." For me, I wasn't too worried about, but maybe they were. So there's some little weird things like that, and you kind of, and you both would kind of laugh about it, like, "Oh, yeah, you probably shouldn't use my pen here. You use your own pen, right?" So little things like that, for sure, um, were, were yeah. a bit of a d- different. But um, and as far as the b- transactions and stuff. Yeah, we have a lot more e-transfers, um, but I actually don't even mind that. Um, less checks, more e-transfers, more instant payment, which is kind of nice. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think it's it's interesting. You kind of have a unique position. You're kind of, if it's a fair statement, you're kind of the middleman in equipment rentals, really, um, yeah. kind of going back and forth. And I think it's interesting. Um, you're probably exposed to the changes that have, you know, kind of come out of COVID more so than other people as well. Cause you're looking at, you're meeting with people, but you're also looking at the equipment. That's, that's interesting. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the future of your business. So you made a bit of a pivot. You had some success during COVID, which is great. Mm. How, what does the future look like? What does the next year look like for you? Uh, always, um, uh, expanding oh always growing mm-hmm. um and and, re- and and reaching forward like so um big goals um we, we definitely want to 
expand different uh, service lines. So we're, we're, we, we stepped up in now into a big truck so we can get into more of the bigger stuff. Um, just creating as many different flows of income that we can within the, within the company. So, um, and we're gonna expand on more, more of the technology side. We're gonna continue developing that app. And yeah, ultimately I wanna become the biggest, what you would call hotshot company in Ontario. Definitely. Um, hotshot is just, the name hotshot's kind of like on-demand freight type stuff. Um, it's been around for a long time, out west and down in the States. But yeah, we just want to become the one of the biggest ones of those companies in Ontario. Nice. I think mm -hmm. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk a little bit about Instagram. I follow you on Instagram. I mentioned your handle before, Hotshot Floater. Do you use Instagram? Do you find that you're developing relationships for your business or with customers? Um, because of Instagram or has social media played a role in your business strategy? Social media is huge. It's huge. Um, Facebook and Instagram. I did, I've done a little bit of videos of my trucks on TikTok. Facebook and Instagram are, are, are definitely big. Um, I use them as tools they don't use. me. So Facebook and Instagram, I try not to, to let it consume me. I use it as a tool because ultimately if, if they don't know you, they can't flow you. So um, I want every, I want everybody to know who floater is because you may have an 18 year old um, kid or like an 18 year old is on Instagram sees my truck and trailer and they're like that thing is cool right because and that because it gets people's attention and then their uncle owns a construction company and they're having a campfire and and then and then all of a sudden he starts talking about me and mm -hmm. and the uncle's like oh I need someone to float some equipment so. It, you like your audience everybody's your audience yeah for it doesn't sure. matter what age doesn't matter any of that they're all your audience and you, and you just want to get known so an interesting story two weekends ago um i i moved a tractor from locally here i took it up to manitoulin island and i when i got to manitoulin island um we were unloading the machine and i talked to the I asked the guy I said by any chance how did you how did you find me because it's a pretty it's pretty far ways away and he says, oh, man, you're all over social media. You're all over Facebook. That night I went home and I cranked out some more ads and I increased my budget. Because I was like, that's, that's what I want to hear. Right? Yeah. So you want, you want to grow through, through that night. And I do well off of it. Um, and I'm going to continue expanding on the social media stuff. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I, a lot of people have been talking about TikTok do you see, do you see value as a business man in using TikTok? I don't, un I don't understand it. So all I did was put some video, uh, some videos of my trucks on it, and seeing what it would do. Yeah, I got like fifteen hundred views on it, but it, nothing transpired. So I don't pay attention to it anymore. Yeah. Really, but, but some do, some use um, Snapchat or whatever. I don't. Mostly it's, it's Facebook and Instagram. Those are the two main ones that I, I Facebook more than Instagram. Instagram's good for the pictures and, and the comments, but for selling jobs, uh, Facebook all the way. Yeah. Facebook all the way. It's great for brand awareness. Social media it does wonders for, for growing a business's reputation for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And for me, the reason why I advertise, um, number one reason why I advertise on social is for me. Um, mm -hmm. because you wouldn't, you're out there saying, Hey, 
We are the best. We will do um, for the best service, best price, all the stuff. So hold yourself accountable, and it reminds you of it every day. You're putting on your ads. You see them. Just to remind myself, every day I wake up, I look around, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a nice-looking setup. And, oh, I remember doing that move. And, and, and it, just, it just builds your confidence up and holds you at a higher level. Totally. Because no one's going to get on there on a, on a commercial and be like, yeah, we're okay. We're <laughs> a mediocre company. No, you're going to say, hey, we are the best. And, and, and you're putting it out there in the universe, right? So, so Joe, yes. what, before, we, before we say goodbye, I want to know something interesting about you. I follow you on social media. I think you've got an interesting story. What are some fun facts about Joe Jackson that our listeners don't know? Wow. What do, what do you see on there that's interesting? I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I'm huge into personal development. That's probably where I am today. Um, that I, I study, I train every day on a, on a, on a sales training program. Um, I have a mentor that I'm close to. Nice. But, uh, what else would there be? Um, I've had quite a bit of adversity since I started this company in, in July. Um, like my, my son's mom passed away in November. So I, I went through that transition and that was a difficult time. And then, and then, and then of course, then we come right into COVID. So uh, that's actually that's one year. thing I'd like to say too, is like a lot of people get caught up in like when they're starting a business, I get you guys ask me all the time about this, but all about business plan. And I, I always say to people, cause I, and I've lived this in this last year, you'll never write in a business plan what's going to happen in your business. The most important part of the business is learning for me, learn how to sell, learning how to uh, customer service, customer acquisition, and learn how to do that part because you'll never plan in your business. If I plan what's happened in my business in a year, people would think I'm a psychopath. They'd be like, what's wrong with you? How can you plan that? So, um, like, oh, I'm gonna, there's going to be a pandemic and all this stuff. There's no way you can plan that. So, most important thing I think you got to work on is learning how to get your idea, service, or product out into the marketplace and how to, and how to uh, get it out there and get known. Mm-hmm. And so, so that, that's where the, the, the personal development, that's an interesting thing about me. I'm very, very much into audiobooks every day. Um, what else I got? Nice. Audiobooks. That's probably good for you. You're, you're driving a lot. So podcasts and, and audiobooks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, uh, me, my, myself, I'm not probably driving as, I'm not driving as much now. I'm trying to, to not be the business. I'm trying to run the business, but mm-hmm. uh, so I have drivers, but I, yeah, no, they are great. I encourage my drivers all to, uh, to do, uh, them. Uh, we're, um, nice. I try to keep them. I try to refer some books so that we're all kind of on the same page. You I sound like you're you're going through a wind tunnel. Are you are you working? Oh, sorry. Uh, no, I was just the kids were loud in the house, so I just oh. stepped outside. <laughs> I thought maybe you were multitasking. You had us on a no, headset, and you were <laughs> no, no. Is it better now? Oh yeah, no, it's totally okay. good. Sorry, sorry about that. I I think a lot of people uh, are multitasking. <laughs> Don't worry about it at all. Yeah. So, no, I just had to get away from the kids are loud, so. Yeah, no, it's a busy time for business owners being at home with their families and that sort of thing. Yeah, very, very challenging some days. I think we uh, we should come out and, and see you sometime. Our head office is in Kitchener, Ontario. We should come out and uh, get a little preview of what you do on a day-to-day. I think that'd be fun. Absolutely. I'm actually working with a, uh, a, video, a 
what do you call those videographers or whatever video people anyways to um to follow us around for a day and we're going to put like a commercial type thing together and just just video basically the day of the trucks and right. loading and unloading and and all yeah. the stuff that goes with it. Hey, maybe maybe we'll get caught up on the on the scales, and they'll be able to video the MTO doing an audit. Who knows? But we, we're going to arrange <laughs> that here in the next few weeks. Nice. I think that's a yeah. good idea. There's lots of stuff that you're doing in a day that I don't think people people know. It'd be good to share that with everybody. Yeah, absolutely. So before we say goodbye, Joe, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with? Um, I I don't know. Uh, where can they find um, you on, online oh, if they want to learn more about your business? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So on social, it'd be a hotshot floater. Um, my website is www.gofloater.com. Um, and that's where the, you'll find the quoting tool. And then you'll have all the, the links for social and all that stuff on there. Um, and then, yeah. And then uh, you'll, you'll see our, a lot of people probably see our trucks running around if they're in, in Ontario. Actually, and, and to go on that, a little interesting thing is not a day goes by that I don't get a text message or like an Instagram DM that someone says, hey, man, I saw your truck and complete strangers. And I find that interesting. I find that we are living in a world of uh, such a unique opportunity to get known because, That's awesome. because of social, right? Because I'm like, these guys, I don't even know who these guys are, but they're sending me pictures of my truck going down the road saying, hey, man, that looks cool. And I, I just find that so powerful. Like we're uh, like we can go global now, not just not just in our own little community. Totally, so, uh, sky's it, the it, limit. Absolutely. Nice. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, a lot of cool things like that for sure. And and I think um, I think the what what Dozer's doing is exciting uh, with the whole um, the, with the equipment and the, and the rentals and stuff like that. I think that there's a huge opportunity for a lot more of that across all sorts of, of levels. Um, a lot of, a lot of the older generations would frown upon renting and always buying. Um, I, I, I think the rental thing is going to be huge. I, one of my trucks in my fleet is a rental and it might be the way I go from now on. Nice. It's, it's, it's very lucrative that way. Nice. And, uh, yeah, we, so. we would have to agree that the future is rentals. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just, I think that equipment um, and all sorts of things. If instead of using up capital, rent it, use it, and then and then and bring it back. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Joe, thank you for joining us today. It was yeah. Hopefully, I brought value. Definitely, it was a pleasure chatting with you. I think yes. I think floating equipment is something that not a lot of people know a lot about, and it's something yeah. it's kind of a part of this industry that we need to learn a little bit more about. So, thanks for sharing your story with us. Hey, anytime. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you'd like to read more about the construction tech industry, check out the Dozer Hub at dozer.com slash blog. That's D-O-Z-R dot com slash blog. Follow us on Instagram at Dozer Hub for the latest news in the industry and follow our blogs and podcasts through the Dirt Stories hashtag on social media. Want to be featured on the podcast? Contact us via social media or at dozer.com slash blog if you or someone you know has a dirt story to share. Today's episode was sponsored and produced by Dozer, the world's first e-commerce solution for heavy equipment rentals. Visit dozer.com to learn more. Until next time, I'm Becca Grieb. Thanks for tuning in to Dirt Stories. <laughs>